everybody in this episode of Box Office Breakdown. Coco holds the number one spot for the third week in the row. Can it get it fourth? <laughs> Probably not. Star Wars is coming, guys. We know nothing's going to beat that. We'll talk about that and more next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Box Office Breakdown. Of course, this is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we'd like to... Prostate. About the box office that lie ahead. I'm one of your Frank Brand. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. And you guys can follow me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And I'm Amy Cassander, and you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassander TV. What's up? It's your boy Neil Plumley. You can find me all at all places where you find people <laughs> at my name, which is the Neil Plumley. T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Neil. <laughs> and of course, folks, you can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and of course, while you're there, thumbs, thumbs. Thumbs, 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 all over the place there. Uh, and, uh, of course, if you're watching the show, even after we've aired live, though, feel free, now, though, to comment where Carrie Lane is pointing right now. Down below. That's true. But anything that you may want to mm-hmm. talk about. Or Carrie Lane's going to have a question for you folks to answer, but yeah. she won't tell you that until the end of the show. That's like what we call like a tease. In yeah. the industry, guys. Yes. To, to, to I've keep heard this term before. To lure you in. And mm-hmm. we have a live chat, so if you guys watch this live. And if you're missing it live, you can join us next time and join live. That's right. Yeah. There you go. So feel free to hop in, share your thoughts about anything that we're talking about or anything that you might want to share about movies in general. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll jump right into it with a look back at this week's top five. Uh, as I mentioned there in the uh, little cold open, Coco, once again, number one in the box <laughs> office. Another $18.3 million. The only one this week to break the double digits in terms of their box office gross. Oh, boy. Well, yes. I'm pre- I think we all said that. We're all like, yep, Coco. Uh, yeah. Uh, coming to number two, Justice League. Yeah. The League of Justice. $9.5 million. Getting better and better. Every single week. Every time you see it, it gets a little a little bit better. <laughs> uh, number three, Wonder. From Lionsgate. Mm-hmm. 8.4. Yay. I think we all felt like that was going to hold on tight, and it seems like it's doing pretty well there. Seems like it. And number four, yeah. uh, one of two new films that entered the big box office competition this past weekend. Uh, this is the one that actually was the subject of our box office bet. It was. We had the same number, right? Mm-hmm. The Disaster Artist, $6.4 million. Woo! Wow. Woo-hoo. Astounding. Astounding That's that amazing. it made it to number four with 840 screens. That is yes. true. That's unbelievable. That's very hard to do. Now, who here saw it over the weekend? I haven't. There no. you go. Yes. You saw it? I saw it as okay. well. Yes. Amy you Cassandra. You go first. No, that's a, that's a perk about talking about these films <laughs> that I can say who's going to go first. And Amy Cassandra, you should go first. Well, then I will. Thank you. What do you it got? is an honor to get to talk about it. And a privilege. Yes. This is, <laughs> this is true. Uh, okay, so I did watch The Room earlier this week. I did not know what to expect when I started watching it, and uh, it was great. It was great <laughs> because it's so different, and you're like, what the heck am I watching? And uh, I promise you guys, you've never seen anything like it. Um, so I, I was surprisingly excited to get to watch The Disaster Artist. I was a little too excited. Um, so I watched it, I think it was it was last night, and it was great. 
I really liked it. I think James Franco did a wonderful job. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to describe, obviously, hey, just like The Room. Amy, uh, can I ask, uh, Is would you recommend watching The uh, for people to watch The Room first, then watch The Disaster Artist? Like, does that... Because yeah. I, know, I know it's been said that you don't have to watch The Room. No, you should. But um, I, I'm also saying you should watch The Room. I have yet to see Disaster Artist, but I love The Room. Um, I should. I would definitely because there's a lot of inside jokes oh, watching yeah. the room um, that you would get, appreciate more watching the disaster artist. So super in. I didn't watch it, but someone commented that there's a 13 ghost poster on the wall, and technically that came out after when the room was made. I mean, so whatever. <laughs> like honestly, there's so much going on in the I'm just main if anybody part else of noticed it. It was random. Um, that, yeah, like, your eyes don't wander, and I don't, mm-hmm. they do such a good job of keeping your attention there the whole time, where you're like, what? This is so weird, and I really did like that uh, James Franco and Dave Franco and Allison Brie were all in it, so it's like a little family thing, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, so definitely is do. It funny? It is, okay. but you have to watch the room first, because if not, you're gonna be like, that's stupid, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, Just so. Like that? Exactly like that. Stupid. So it's yeah. So watch the room, then watch the disaster artist, and just take it for what it is. It's not Oscar worthy, um, but it's just something fun to have. And I'm glad that they brought it out at this time of the year, where you just want to chill. I mean, we're all under so much stress around this holiday season, and I think it's it's one of those movies where you're like, yeah, just sit back, relax, laugh your butt off. Um, yeah, I mean. Once you guys start seeing it, I, I we like we'll definitely talk about it more. All right, for sure. Hmm. Interesting. All right. No, well, you uh, go. Your turn. But uh, I've not seen the room, uh, so what? I did what? No. Okay. Yeah, life this is, is great. Like, there's a lot of this busy things happening. In, Do you in, feel like you've seen the room now after seeing Disaster Artist, or like a portion of it? Uh, I mean, I guess because they do recreate a lot of the scenes from. I think they said like what about forty minutes in total? It's kind of recreated uh, scenes from hmm. the film. So, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I, st- I still feel like, you know, there's still the room to go and enjoy in and of itself. So, and, yeah, I feel like you've heard enough about the room that, you know, just going in, you can still enjoy it. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's those fine, be- fine beats and moments that seeing the room while we make some of these moments probably resonate a little bit more. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everything's, like, starting with just James Franco from the beginning, you watch it. Watch the room for sure because I think yeah. it's yeah. I mean, it was fine. I, I wasn't like fine. But who knows if I was like maybe blown away by a lot of the, the pre-show hype? Mm. Like, oh my gosh, this is going to be fantastic! Right. So maybe I was going in expecting this, and then I just walked away going like, that's fine. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, it's the craziest movie I've ever seen. Did you well, laugh? no, you're not. Did I laugh? Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, but also part of that is I touched also by a lot of celebrity cameos of a lot of stars oh, playing. Yeah. Different parts in mm-hmm. the film. Uh, certainly, if anybody's listened to How Did This Get Made, the podcast with Paul Shear, Jason Manzoukas, and June Day and Rayfield, they've gone on and on about their love for the film. So you're seeing a lot of people like that that have, definitely have appreciation for the source material mm. that you see are playing parts within this kind of movie about the making of that film. So, yeah, it's kind of fun seeing, like, who is playing who yeah. in this film. Right. We'll see, and at the end, like, you get a little special treat. So make sure that you do watch all the way to the end of the movie. Uh, it's a special... Tr- 
watch the room. I think you get a whole different perspective because yeah. I you was know, so excited to see it, and then I left, and I was like, that was so much fun. Like, eh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's a... There you go. Hey, just uh, <laughs> just keeping it real, Amy. They do this thing at the end where they, they, they show you some scenes from them. It's not really a spoiler, but they just show you scenes from the film, but uh, split screen with the scenes that they shot in the recreations for this film. And there's one scene where James Franco, for most part, everybody kind of does like a pretty faithful reenactment from the original film. But then there's one scene where James Franco, like, he goes over the top in the performance. It's part of the joke of the room. Mm. It's part of it. That's what you need to see. Okay. One last thing, though, is that uh, if you guys live in L.A., um, the Arclight in Hollywood, they have a little scene like a little part of the room slash the disaster artist oh. outside. So you get to take pictures hmm. with it, which, of course, I did. So you guys are welcome to check out my Instagram at I mean, Cassandra's TV. Wait, wait, any of us? Fantastic. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. Amy, for, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's super cool. Um, I want to know more. I don't know how many of you guys actually saw the disaster artist in the chat. Um, yeah, well. Uh, let's see. How, uh, Howell's Hollywood Review says you mean the I did not part with Franco. Yeah. That is, that is correct. But it's, it's part of it because it's like, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. And it's also, I did not, when he throws away the water bottle. And this just sounds like nothing to you guys. But I don't I know, but, but there's one thing about recreating them. <laughs> it's part. Watch mm. it. Come on. No, I felt like one, the idea is you're trying to recreate these things pretty authentically. And the other one is, also kind of like exaggerating moments. And I feel like it's only mm. that one part because it makes oh, yeah. sense because it's like, oh that's uh it's, Ken Jack mm. says I saw it and thought and the, and it was amazing. There you go. There you go. Okay. Well there you go. All right. All right. There it is. Yeah. All right. Guys, good good talk on. about that disaster artist. There there you go. Uh great, lots of great hair. Lots of great hair. Oh. oh good. <laughs> so there, if you love hair, that alone is worth it. I do. Out. <laughs> oh. There you go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and Dave Franco, for a part of it, wears a uh, has a beard that cannot be real. It, it, it cannot, <laughs> oh God! Cannot be real. Awful. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and rounding out our top five, Thor Ragnarok from Buena Vista, six point two million dollars. Look at that! Not on the list, but I saw the uh, three billboards outside Ebby, Missouri. Oh, that looks fantastic! It's very good. Um, it is super quirky. And that one was, I thought that was very funny. A lot of good laugh out moment, uh, loud moments, a lot of great character development of characters go through situations and they actually, you know, change. They don't like, not one dimensional. Um, there are some very traumatic things. Mm. Warning. Just so you know. Uh, but overall, it's very funny and uh, left feeling like that was really good. I had some. some I, did you say you saw Anthony? Are we promoting it? Or am I catching you eating? <laughs> no. Uh, somebody else I know said they saw it and really liked it. So I was like, yeah, sure, let's check it out. It was at my cheap, uh, my like more indie theater and thought it was really neat. Cool. I uh, recommend it. Let's see. And Stardust says, uh, Amy will get Frank back with Ferdinand. Uh, Frank, uh, no worries, guys. I have already seen that. So. Um, oh, well. Yes, yeah, sorry, Stardust. I have seen Ferdinand. <laughs> Howl's Hollywood Review says Three Billboards was really good. Frances McDormand absolutely got to get nominated for an Oscar. Uh, yeah, I thought she was great. Um, some review, I didn't bother reading it because they're like, yeah, she was great. Everybody else sucked, essentially. That's not exactly what they said, but I'm mm. like, well, I don't care because I liked all the other people, too. I thought it was a great bunch of random people. And some people have bigger parts than others. And some random people come in, and you're like, oh, that was...
was you and you were this other movie and things. There's no small parts, only small actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Listen uh, for today. The Disaster Artist was the subject, as I mentioned, of our box office bet from last week. Neil? I have those numbers right here. Lay it us on. Lay, lay it on us. Yeah. The winners were Carrie and Amy. Whee! Who both bet $5 million. Of course it did. What was right. it? 6 4? Yeah. Yes. 6 4? Fantastic numbers for Disaster Artist. Second mm-hmm. place goes to Frank Moran with a 4.8. Congratulations, Frank. And last place is myself <laughs> with 3.4. So I'll be seeing this movie. Have fun. Eventually. Aww. What? Eventually? Have you seen it eventually? Well, apparently everyone's well, saying Friday's you can watch it on YouTube for free. The Room. Disaster Artist? The Room. Oh, well, yeah. So you can do what Amy was saying oh, and prepare. Yeah, of course. Which is what I plan to do. Something about The Room is really intriguing to me because it's Good like... Oh, wait, did you guys watch the thing I linked you to? The no. thing Mm-mm. I linked you on Twitter. I'm so sorry. I saw something. I don't know if that was the same thing. I've never seen the link. Some of you asked, and I put it on Twitter, and I linked all of them, and did box office breakdown. It's the breakdown. It linked you back to Facebook and a video why people love The Room. So go watch it. Uh, Blue team, though, just like keeping it real here in the chat. You get a grip of your show. The Room is rubbish. Uh, so, that's great. We're not really debating whether or not it's rubbish. It's just the fact... Uh, well, Teresa least, says, of course it is. What, so, what's intriguing yeah. to me is that it's it's something that... It's that this, people like it, even though per- trash. Yeah, this person yeah. put so much themselves into the movie that there's something intrinsically there. When you watch it, that's yeah. like, yeah, I get it that it's bad, but it's yeah. some, there's something about it that's like not completely dismissible, mm-hmm. which is why people like it. Or the, yeah. Teresa goes on to say, it is so bad you make fun of it. Well, and the thing about the disaster artist is that it made me, like, you can see Tommy Wiseau as being endearing, which is not something that I thought of before. Now you've seen both. Do you think yeah. he's in on it and understands how bad it is, or do you think yeah. he thinks it's really good? No, like, he knows. Like, the, when he created sure? it. Yeah. No, like, when he created it, he wanted a different, um, he wanted people to experience it a different way and so as people watch it he he realized like oh this is different but no matter what people know who he is that's true yeah so. um, he made the movie to become uh, some sort of success yeah and he is some sort of success but some for the complete sort of opposite <laughs> reason that he thought he'd be yeah yeah which is really interesting true mm-hmm. that uh, Tommy Wiseau is an interesting character yes, yes. to the least uh, anybody else <laughs> see some other uh, some films this weekend Can I, uh, yeah can I share something? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're good, Anthony. Oh, I called okay. you out, and I was Please. like, oh, he's not ready. Oh, Go sorry. Ahead. I was I was. Uh, I waiting. said, did you recommend The Three Billboards? Oh, yeah. I yeah. would totally recommend there that movie. Go. That's yeah. that's a fantastic film. It's uh, one of the best movies I've seen of 2017, got to really? say. Great. Um, definitely going to be an Oscar contender. Another one uh, that's one of, one of the best movies I've seen of 2017 is The Shape of Water. Oh. Uh, I saw yeah. it last night at the Arclight Hollywood. It was in the Dome, so my first time being in there. It was a beautiful theater. Cool. I really liked it. Um, the film itself was amazing. Um, it's definitely Guillermo's, I, in my personal opinion, it's Guillermo's best film. Um, it's hands down his best American film. I think Pan's Labyrinth, in my opinion, is his best uh, Spanish film. Mm. But overall, I think um, The Shape of Water shows how far he's come as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and it shows on, this, on the silver screen the amalgamation of his 25 years of uh, filmmaking, starting with um, The Devil's Backbone to, you know, Kronos, Pan's Labyrinth. Um, 
Mimic, which was one of his uh, hated films. <laughs> um, it's all shown here. Um, there's he always has a, a sort a sort of like a childhood innocence to all his films, and that's represented through uh, Sally Hawkins. But she's um, she's a mute, but her mannerisms show in other ways where she, she, you, she, you see her innocence and it's so uplifting when you're watching the film. Mm-hmm. Um, all the characters are great. They're so well thought out. They're so complex. And the actors are so on point. Like Michael uh, Shannon was a great villain. Um, Sally Hawkins was amazing. Octavia Spencer was so oh. funny. Yeah. So funny in this film. Um, and I love how uh, it takes the perspective of the people that you don't usually see or the people who are usually invisible in uh, film, as in uh, Michael Shannon is this uh, is a uh, U.S. government agent, and you would think that he'd be like the main story, but in reality, it's just the, 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 the helper, the cleaner, who is the main uh, focus. And it's a, it's a great ensemble cast, um, and I truly loved it. You sh- uh, definitely worth watching. Um, hopefully, it's an Oscar contender. And... Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. It was really right. great. Well, and you, you met um, someone pretty pretty cool. Yeah, um, Guillermo's uh, probably like, yeah, he's a, he's my favorite uh, film director. And there's people rushing him kind of outside, and I was very patient enough. And I told him that, I told, I, I told I got a picture with him, and I told him thank you because he's with Pan's Labyrinth when I saw it. That's when I realized my love for cinema. And I felt uh, a, a great debt to him because of it. And I finally was able to pay him back that debt by telling him thank you so much. And he gave me a hug and he told me how, like, yeah, he has directors, how he feels the exact same way about how I feel about him. That he feels about, like, George Mier, who when he, like, uh, Max Fury wrote. I know he's a proponent of that film. And then he gave me a hug and we took a picture together and it was amazing and I was in shock and I cried a little because it was so emotional. emotional Yeah, I was very emotional. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was a great time and uh, thank you for letting me share that. I was really hoping that story was going to go a different direction. When he said a lot of people were rushing him, that you had like stepped in and like you beat a bunch of people up to make your way to the front. He's got the Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) just right in front of Guillermo. I jumped into the fray and knocked them all down and I got him. All yeah. myself. Not really my style, yeah. <laughs> I just creep in slowly. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, Anthony. Congratulations. That's great. Thank you, guys. Oh, look at that. Uh, so basically probably the, 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 the biggest brush with greatness that anybody here on the show has probably had. Yeah. Anybody top having a personal one-on-one with such mm. a... Uh, Ron Howard. It's part of our mm. job yeah. here okay. mm. on red carpets, just saying. No. There's about. there's a lot of cool people out there, of, yeah. Yeah. but it's but see his is different though too of a oh, random yeah. encounter that that yes. was so cool and I I also went to the um, ArcLight Hollywood I had the same um, experience with the movie that it was fantastic I did not get to see Guillermo del Toro so Anthony you beat me on that one mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it was really cool and I it was beautiful like it is so gorgeous to watch it's oh. It's just definitely worth a watch once it comes out. Uh, now, How's Hollywood Review, yeah. he mentioned a little bit ago mm-hmm. that he had seen uh, Just Getting Started with Tommy Lee Jones, our other film that was possibly <laughs> in contention from the box office, but came in at number nine, uh, did not make uh, very much money this weekend, a little over $3 million. Oh, we didn't really think it would. Uh, yeah, we're all he did describe it as awful, so there you go. I feel like hopefully we'll see that uh, on the poster for the, for the marketing. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, and Star Drew, as we're talking about uh, other films coming up, he uh, I know that Ready Player One dropped another trailer. They did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm did a that, huge fan of that book. And, and did you watch any trailer? I love that book too. I think I've read it like four times probably. Okay, I'm not. I um, did this new trailer satisfy you? 
Yeah, uh, well, this, uh, I know this, you can't please fanboys or fangirls. Right. They're unpleasable. But if you come at this with an open mind, fanboys and fangirls, people who've read the book, you'll understand that they can't make the movie like they made the book. There's there's a lot of challenging things in there, not only with, like, content IP Mm -hmm. and licensing and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but just how boring some of the challenges would be to watch in a movie. Yes, to, think to not, play out in real time. Yeah, and that's like give a whole lot away in the book, but some of the challenges are to literally word for... play out the movie scenes. Yeah, yes. word for word play out an entire movie made in the 80s, like War Games. You can't do that, not just for licensing, but you that would be the most boring thing to watch. You, you just watch War Games. That aside... There's a lot of exposition in this trailer, which I think is needed because it's a mm. high concept thing. Um, there's, there's a whole lot of like, this is my name, this is what I'm doing. Nah, there's not a lot to do anywhere else. We all do this in the Oasis. I'm like, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's important to say that because it's for not, all the noobs who haven't seen it, yeah, a whole people are going to need a good content buffer yes. to get into it. You need it for the book too. It's the first like 40 pages was just yeah. intro. Um, that being said, the new stuff that they're showing about the challenges and stuff, looks really cool. A lot of the cinematic, um, like some of the chase sequences, some of like some of the stuff with uh, um, uh, Akira's motorcycle, which I think it's... Um, um, I forget her name right now. Artemis. I think it's Artemis who's mm-hmm. driving the uh, Akira's, or Kaneda's motorcycle. Um, a lot of the shots with that were insane. I was just like, oh my God, give me more of this. This looks so cool. And, like, I haven't, like, gone frame by frame of the trailer yet, but I'm sure if I did, I'd find a lot. But you can see Tracer from Overwatch running around in there. Uh, I think uh, uh, Chucky is in the trailer at some point, punches somebody. Um, and it just looks like I, I'm ready. I'm ready to see this movie so much. I'm just so excited. <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched a new trailer, but I love the book, and I do highly recommend you... Um, people watching, listening to read the book as well, because uh, yeah, they're definitely probably going to change things for sure. Um, actually, I was going to say another trailer thing. Has anybody watched the Alita trailer yet? Oh yeah. Have you oh, watched I the anime that. or read it? Uh, no, I've, okay. I've been trying to get my hands on it off and on for a while, but no, no fair enough. Uh, if you all don't know yet, there's a Battle Angel Alita trailer. Uh, this movie has been trying to be made for like 10 something years. James Cameron's producing. I think it's 17 actually. It's how long he's <laughs> had the too rights long. for. Yeah. Uh, Robert Rodriguez is directing. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have watched the original anime and I've read some of the manga. I like the trailer, but her eyes are really weird. Her but eyes are kind of uncanny valley. Yeah, it yeah, is. that's what I was saying You're the whole like, time. But I'll say this about it: I don't know if they should. I don't know if they should change it. They probably can in post. Mm-hmm. They might have time to revert her eyes back to a normal size. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I've seen the trailer probably about four times or so. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I do with trailers. I yeah. love them. If you're just tuning mm-hmm. in for the first time, Neil loves trailers so much. <laughs> um, I've seen it about four times, and I'll say that her eyes and the way she looks gets less and less um, drastic each time I see it. So I'm wondering if it's going to be... you probably just get used to it as you're yeah, watching? Yeah, I'm wondering if it's like um, someone it. someone from today watching um, uh, Tron, the original from like the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know when they first go into the grid, it's really off-putting. It's weird. All the colors gone from their yeah. faces, and it looks odd. But after like ten minutes, like you don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it's going to be something like that. I'm not saying that they should change it or not. I'm just saying that I'm probably okay with it either way. Uh, also, it's a Latina actress. I yes, yep, which is cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I do. I think um, Christoph Waltz is a good choice, uh, though mm-hmm. he's a little short because that character is supposed to be like this very lanky tall guy, and tall, the big, which chin. I'm like. 
fine. Um, he does have a... I forget what it is, but there's a thing on his forehead, which he doesn't have so far in the trailer, so I don't know if that's coming back. Another part. Do you know anything about Lita? I was looking this one. I, no, you, no. Uh, that's All fine. Right. I, don't, don't, don't pay attention. Cool. <laughs> no. uh, um, can well, I yeah. ask real quick? Well, how do you guys feel about Robert Rodriguez directing it? Oh, no, I'm excited. I like his stuff. I don't know. Because <laughs> it's been a while since he's done anything, okay. and I wasn't that much of a fan of Planet Terror. I mean, I, re- <gasps> I love Sin City. <laughs> Not a fan of we made the terror. same face. We're like, <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, liked it more than Death Proof. Like I, I like it for what it is, but it's not a great <clears throat> film. Like it's not like amazing or. Um like it's, it's a grindhouse thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, what else has he done apart from that? And maybe, like, what, Machete, I guess? I don't know. Spy Kids? Yeah, exactly. Shark Boy so, like, and Lava hey, Girl? Sp- like, Spy I, Kids I, is cool. Yeah, I said Spy Kids not as, like, a, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying Spy Kids as a disagreement. I think Spy Kids is amazing. Yes. Yeah, but that was All of them? Nah. That was, like, at the start of his, sort of, at the start. But, I mean, I, I do love Desperado, um, which yeah. I believe that was him. But I'm just, I'm just a little, I'm a little shaky. Okay. Not so gonna once, lie. once upon a time in Mexico, that was him, right? That was him. I mm-hmm. believe so yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, I do think the uh, the eye choice, yeah, is very interesting. Somebody mentioned cre- uh, Jonathan says very strong creative choice. It'll probably get used to. It. I mean, it looks like in the graphic novel and the anime, they are like they are the very stereotypical huge anime yeah. my eyes, and technically, she's not. I mean, we're not going to get too much into it, but she's not exactly a human being, so having unnatural stuff is fine. Because mm-hmm. you're like, well, you're not like a normal person. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Leave comments down below. I know a lot of people are like, blah, blah, it's very the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Jurassic Park. Did anybody see the Jurassic World trailer? Yeah. It looks, uh, I didn't quite care okay. for the trailer. Okay. I think the movie can be okay. All right. Yeah. But yeah. just the trailer itself, yeah. I thought mm-hmm. was a little mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Yep. I feel like we'll probably see some more twists. I'm hoping that there are more twists to the story. Yeah, the trailer feels Maybe like, more and gymnastics. the movie's over. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. If we see more gymnastics, that's Jurassic Park films and gymnastics have always gone it's what we're hand missing. in hand together. Yep. Well, technically, in the Jurassic Park book, um, uh, Ellie, Dr. Ellie, she does some gymnastic stuff to get away from the raptors, which they don't include in the movie, but it's really cool in the book. Yeah. Uh, the second film really did it with the, the convenient use of uh, bars there to defeat that Velociraptor. Yeah. Right, of course. Whew, uh, that's a rough one. Yeah, and then somebody mentioned, yeah, uh, Rodriguez from Dust Till Dawn. Thank yeah. you, Al. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, I noticed people were mentioned, I started to, I think, I uh, mentioned the uh, the new Ultimate Spider-Man trailer that came yeah. out. That looks yeah. pretty decent, too. Yeah. It should be intriguing. And, uh, and I haven't watched it yet, but there's a uh, Batman Ninja anime trailer. I saw I the trailer. The content looks really cool, but the animation style is something that I'm not quite keen on that's just me yeah but the whole the story looks like badass Mm -hmm. he's like fighting someone in gotham and then they just like transport him somewhere else and he's like batman in like japan and he's like uh what do i do (laughs) i think it should be ninja batman not batman ninja probably but that could be a translation thing maybe yeah yep uh, yeah, oh, before we move on next week, I, I did get a chance to see uh, Ferdinand, as I mentioned earlier, yes. and uh, The Greatest Showman. Uh, both uh, both of those will have to wait, unfortunately, until next week for me to oh, share no. my, my feelings about either of those films. Anyway, uh, yes. Anyway, uh, before we do our box office bet for next week, we have two films in contention for that. One is the aforementioned Ferdinand, and the other one, small film, probably nobody's really going to go see Star yeah. Wars, The Last uh, Jedi. 
Jetty. 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 There you go. Fantastic. Uh, we'll be betting on those. So feel free to hop in the chat. Share your thoughts about that. I mean, uh, folks, I know that you love to see me go, uh, go see a, a good animated film. The fact that I've already seen it may spoil uh, your voting process. Just throwing that there already. I've already seen it. So, but whether that colors the way you decide to vote, you know, why not one of these lovely three? Perhaps maybe you'll enjoy the experience of seeing Ferdinand <laughs> as well. It looks cute. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're going to do a box office rewind. Uh, before we go on any further, we'll t- uh, talk about the films of uh, one person that's going to be starring in an upcoming film this weekend. Why don't we talk about uh, Neil's close personal friend, Benicio Del Toro. Yes. Him and I go way back. Absolutely. That's why I figured, you know, it's like Neil's probably going to feel a little embarrassed to comment on some of these, but uh, actually, it's okay. We're actually very uh, – I, I met him because uh, I was his body double in Sin City. We're actually very similar body types. Mm. I was uh, The first thing I remember me, when I fought, met Neil, I was like, oh, God, that's like – yeah, from the back, people just don't know. That's right. Yeah. I get it a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, I included six because, you know, first, uh, the biggest thing, surprisingly, the biggest movie that he's in was Guardians of the, uh, well, unsurprisingly, the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. was number one. So I was like, all right, why don't we see some of the other films that he's been in? Coming in number uh, six for him, License to Kill, which I do not remember in that movie, but uh, back from 1989. $8.7 million. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I do not remember that at all either. But cool. Either. All right. Okay. Uh, number number five, The Hunted from Paramount back in 2003, $13.4 million. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no. Nope. Remember that one? Never saw that one either. Yep. Uh, number four, Savages from 2012, uh, $16 million. That was the one with... Uh, John Travolta. John, John Travolta? Wasn't that? Was and it? Taylor Kitsch and... Uh, uh, I'm thinking of a very different movie. It wasn't like Taylor Kitsch and what's his name? Quicksilver. Are the. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yeah. Are they like uh, drug runners? Yeah, I think so. I don't Sharing know. Uh, like uh, Blake Lively? Oh, yeah. It was. Um, yeah. Oh. I think that was that. Yeah. And he yeah, and General no. just like the. the I, was gonna, I was sort of going to see it. And then I remember hearing someone uh, so someone I know saw it and they were like, yeah, you don't have to see that movie. <laughs> so I actually don't know if it was good or not. <laughs> Yeah, Number three, as uh, Neil mentioned, Sin City, 2005, $29.1 million. Yeah. I was, know I that never, one. I never saw the sequel to that. Apparently, you don't have to. Right. I haven't seen it either, and I love the first one. Are you going to let that just dangle? Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, number two, The Wolfman from 2010, $31.4 million. I remember being so excited to see this movie, mm-hmm. being very cool. underwhelmed when I after watching it. I was like, eh, it was fine. Well, yeah. It was fine. Not exactly everything that I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. Probably would have been more intrigued if he played a person who just trained wolves and everyone just called him the Wolf Man. But really, he was—he <laughs> just had like a separate life. Like he goes to the deli, picks up a sandwich, like, oh hey, it's the Wolf Man. He's like, eh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, number one, Guardians of the Galaxy, ninety-four point three million dollars. Uh, as I mentioned, two films to vote for for the box office bet. So I, I'm sure the the foes are coming in fast and furious there. But uh, before we do our first box office bet, we should first decide what our top five is going to look by look like, look like next week. Of course, Ferdinand is opening in thirty six hundred screens. Star Wars: The Last Jedi, forty one hundred. God, that's a lot. So, Jeez. I mean, I think we all can agree Ferdinand's number one. Oh, yeah. oh easily. I mean, it's just uh, a question. We got some suggestions. How's Hollywood Review says Star Wars, Ferdinand, Coco, Justice League, and then Wonder. Um. I don't know. I Birdman kind of beating Coco. I. Uh, it's well, a new animated. Yeah, Coco did eighteen. It's 18, been doing three. well. 
went down 33 percent yeah. yeah and if it goes down to like even 15 and ferdinand made like 17 you know that's a lot though for ferdinand I don't yeah. know. I think with Star Wars, everything's dropping really low. So it's yeah. sort of like a... I don't know. Uh, Ken Jack or Grease, Star Wars, then Ferdinand, Coco, Justice League, and Wonder. Now, before... How, how excited are you just... Because uh, Star Wars, everybody's excited to see that. But Ferdinand, in I terms of just animated cute. properties, you guys excited about seeing it? Yeah. No. Neil? No. Not really. So nothing, no, no promotional materials as kind of like, you know, I'm intrigued. I want to go check that out. Were you excited before any of the promotional stuff, or were you just like, yeah, the original source material is interesting enough that I'd want to go see this in a movie theater? Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, I, what do you mean, like, um, like before there were trailers on there? Yeah, the original, like the original source material, like Ferdinand the Bull. I don't think I was thinking of that ahead of time. Okay, but. so it wasn't like a character that you had any kind of nostalgic draw to like oh yeah I remember reading stories about Ferdinand growing up that I want to go see this as an animated film actually made me think of the um, I think it was Courage the Cowardly Lion made me think of that where it's a thing where people assume they were one thing and then they're another gotcha. reminded me of that those kind of cartoons back mm-hmm. when so yeah so, I no not the source yeah with that kind of talk, I, 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 I don't know if there's going to be enough people wanting to be sucked in for Ferdinand that it could be cool. I could see Coco still coming in number two. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I know the, the audience for Ferdinand is generally the younger side of the demographic ah, for Coco. Yeah. And before I saw Coco, I saw a huge featurette for Ferdinand. Really? So maybe other people saw something similar and their kids are going to be like, let's go see Ferdinand. Well, but I don't know. it's almost Christmas mm-hmm. too, so maybe parents want to take their kids so they can, I don't know, have a little break from all the shopping or something. All right. mm. So is anybody, is everybody putting Ferdinand number two? Anybody making the case that Coco's going to go number two? No, I think I'll put Ferdinand at two. I'll put, yeah, I want to go with Star Wars, uh, Ferdinand, Coco, Justice League, and then a curveball, I'm going to say Disaster Artist. Me too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, no, not Cur- someone's like Courage Cowardly. No, there was um, there was a lion one, and it might not be. It was like, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, it was like the Cowardly Lion. I'm gonna look no. it up. Oh, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll try I can remember. I could see it being Star Wars for Nancoco, Wonder the Disaster Artist, and Justice League kind of saying, "See you later, oh, alligator." Yeah, I could maybe. see that. Say it again one more time, please. Uh, Star Wars, Ferdinand, Coco, Wonder, the Disaster Artist. Mm. Yeah. Goodbye, uh, I like, like that more. Yeah. Lambert. The Lambert the Sheepish Lion. Sorry. Oh. Uh, but yeah, that was a uh, Disney cartoon from 1952. Oh, wow. Timely. There you go. Yeah, and uh, just uh, for one hot second, there was a big article in Variety that came out a few days ago about the big shakeup happening at Warner Brothers now mm-hmm. with John Berg stepping away. Right. Uh, John jo- Jeff Johns maybe just being more in advisory capacity, maybe not getting any more producer credits, and uh, perhaps bringing in the DC uh, films proper in more directly into Warner Brothers, kind of instead of being a kind of own separate entity. So mm. we'll see what that means going forward. Did I also hear that Snyder was taking on sort of a Kevin Feige role? No, well, no. That I mean, I guess he's he's still producing some other stuff, but I don't know if that necessarily means he's like a Feige role. He's just he still will be involved in a few films going forward, gotcha. like Aquaman and Wonder Woman too. But cool, uh, I don't. They're not. I 
definitely don't feel like they're going to be looking at him as a Kevin Feige, given how reluctant some people in the studio were, like wondering oh, why are we still giving Snyder more of these films to do when the reception to Batman v Superman was so kind of tepid. Right. Especially after Man of Steel, it's also tepid. Oof. Yeah. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I guess we should do our box office bet, though, before things get too far gone. We, I have to rush this. Uh, you know, <laughs> Fernando, uh, I do like them wishing, don't choke, Amy. Yeah, this was from last week. Um, I'm okay, guys. I haven't, if you haven't noticed, I haven't had any water. That's all. That's how it started. I took a sip of water and it just... It's all downhill from there. It was pretty much. And we were talking about cocoa. It was just a lot. Of water. All right. So, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, we're going in between Ferdinand and Star Wars. Uh, if anybody would feel free to share a final tally between the two, we'll make that bet. But uh, briefly, the box office bet, of course, is where we bet on whatever uh, film is voted on by you the chat room crowd, about what film we should be buying on for uh, the box office bet. Of course, the person who gets closest to it gets the, uh, the title of prognosticator of prognosticators, much like Carrie and Amy are basking in the glory of that win. <laughs> Again, look how happy they are. It's changing their lives. Uh, oh, hey, and Ken Jack. Yeah, Thank is. you, Ken Jack. Sir, Star Wars yes. won the bet. Wow. Woo! I'm actually uh, surprised. Uh, of course, guys, the original, the, the original, uh, Star Wars Force Awakens did $247 million dollars. It's opening weekend. Yes. Uh, do we think that uh, this will do better? I honestly that? think that's a, that was a completely different animal. Yeah. I think people were upset with the prequels. They really wanted a sequel to uh, Episode Six, and people were really just wanting to get out and see it. I don't think we're going to see a 240 again. I'm hearing a lot of good things so far, though. Yeah. Oh, I am, yeah. I'm yeah. saying things. Or... I haven't heard a single bad thing about it, but I just think like the public rush to go see a new Star Wars movie... <laughs> Like uh, they did with um, the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's there right now. Sure. All right. Well, not I, the same. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if the fact that it's getting such great critical buzz. Mm-hmm. Plus, they gave Ryan Johnson his own trilogy afterwards. I mean, that mm-hmm. can only speak how gung ho Disney is about this film. So, yeah. whether but I, whether that translates to audiences getting out there the opening yeah. weekend. Like, I'm not contesting that it's, you know, not a great movie, or presumably uh, Ken so. Ken Jack but. says 220, How's Hollywood says 208, Sardrew says 210. All right. Uh, well. Zaya says 225. Oh, and, and thank you, Sky. I actually just got my hair recolored yesterday. Oh, there you go. I love It's the, more the blue. Roots. Yeah. Yeah, it's all fresh right at the root line. Eiffel 65. It's fresh. No, fresh, right? fresh, fresh, fresh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we will place our bets here for box office bet. Uh, while we're making our bet, real quickly, yeah, everybody have their like, tickets for ready. opening night or opening weekend? Yeah, I'm seeing yeah. it Friday at 8. I'm seeing it Thursday. Carrie? I have my dance show Saturday, so I have... Oh, as a, as a reward. Sunday if there's time, yeah. Sunday, got it. It won't get me busy. Well, I bet you, Frank. Hmm? I'm not allowed to go see it. Uh, there's a contractual reasons between me and Lucasfilm. Got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, shame. So tell me how it is, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how you say your name. Uh, I- Kaika? Says Star Wars 232. Uh, Devante says 175. Teresa says 230. And Sky says 185. Janet Mouse says 195. Courtney says 175. Cool. All right. Anybody have their uh, all of their bets left in? We're ready. Our hands are locked. I'm locked. All right. Well, as the winners, uh, we'll start alphabetically. Amy Cassandra. (laughs) I had a first thought. Then I had a second thought. I went with my first thought. Oh, hold on. That's Santa Climatic. No typing. 250. Whoa. Oh, shooting Ooh, big. I like, I like it. I like yeah. it. Quarter bill. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. I went a bit lower. I said 198. 198. Mm. I went 230. 230. It's time to see a dentist, Frank. 
<laughs> got uh, it. Uh, I apologize for that. I did 200 myself. Oh, nice. All, All right. right. There you go. I like, they're almost. friend. Uh, yeah. 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 I All like right. it. Interesting. Uh, I know somebody mentioned in the chat that they thought Ferdinand would do 13.5. Anybody I think thinks, that's accurate. Yeah? Yeah. I think it was Star Drew who said it. 13.5 for Ferdinand. Uh, All right. We'll see how that does. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, ask him. Yes, yeah. Anthony. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. But real quick, did you guys hear the rumors about people camping out outside the uh, Chinese theater already? It's, it's not rumors. It is fact. Yeah, fact. I wasn't sure. 250, guys. <laughs> hey. If you're listening, I just made a face of like, really? Yeah. I love it. I love when people are excited about things. Buy yeah, assigned seats. Yeah, the, in the so? days of assigned seats, if yeah, you're like, like camping no. out, I feel like is a, it's, a phenomenon. It's trying to bring it back to how no, things no. were back in the day. You guys don't understand. Yep. Back in, before assigned seats, you would camp out for two reasons. One, because you it's wanted to get a good seat. Solidarity and buddies. Two, solidarity. Yeah. You have a great yeah. time. I mean, you're miserable, but you have a great time. You meet you meet other Just people. Just because you don't have the assigned seats anymore doesn't mean that you can't have a great time. Preach. Well, well, so I assume then both of you are going to be going to camp out then. I'm there right now. Have. This is a hologram. Okay. But I'm not really here. <laughs> oh, all right. So we'll be expecting to follow them in on Instagram for constant updates. I don't gram. All right. Uh, on the Twitter. Sure. Yeah. I ran out of data. <laughs> yes, Carrie. Uh, no, I was going to say this ties in really good of what question we'll ask this week. What is the longest you have camped out for a movie? Ooh. Mm, mine's zero. A day. Uh, a day? No. Not a, no, a few hours. It was several hours. Uh, Harry Potter? I went to an advanced, like, uh, free movie screening, and those are first come, first serve. Uh, I think I got there at, like, 2 in the afternoon for 8 o'clock show. Maybe noon? <laughs> noon for 8, and I was the first person in line. Nobody was there, and I was like, I could have come later. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But it was fun. Uh, House Hollywood Review is going to be, uh, he's rolling with 30 for third Dan. Call him crazy. Wow. Ooh. We might call you crazy. Wait, did we see Sky Patterson? Oh, or never mind. 15 I, th- I thought she was saying, um, or I thought that was for... Oh, he was betting to each Yeah, no. sorry. No. All right. Courtney says camping outside is doing a little much for me. Yeah, I... It's I think not for everyone. That's okay. Your friends yeah, cool. for not everyone can thing. handle it. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. Though I did get up at like crack of dawn to get David Bowie tickets, so I went like early to a place and got online, so... Fair. Hmm. But then you miss things about hearing people debate on the proper way to uh, fight with lightsabers. Those are things you can only get by uh, spending a long being in line, being in line mm. with people for a long right. period of time. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. Of course, you can always like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and of course, thanks everybody for hopping in the chat. And while you're there on the YouTube channel, throw a bunch of these thumbs up. Look at these beautiful thumbs. These are the type of thumbs that you could put on that YouTube channel. And if you're watching the show even after we stream live, no worries, you still could be involved by commenting down below. Carrie, uh, has already mentioned the question, but feel free to repeat one more time. Yeah, one more time is the, uh, what's the longest you have camped out for a movie or concert? Because I mentioned a concert as well. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to continue the conversation with any of us after the show's aired, Neil, where is the best place for them to find you? Yeah, Frank, the best place to find me is places where people are found at the Neil Plumbing, that's T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. That is great. That is fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra TV. I watch Mixed Nuts with Steve Martin, and I'm watching all kinds of holiday movies. So make sure you guys follow me there. I do polls. They're fun. Oh. 
Sorry, I know I realized it after I said it. I mean, like yes. you vote, you know. Yes, got it. Guys, ask take, questions. She, and she do polls. polls. She takes polls. Yes, she take. You take polls. I take polls. Um, all right. Uh, yes, my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And right after this, go over to After Buzz and we're on Star Trek. And we're going to talk about Star Trek. Yeah, there you go. Carrie's excited. Go over to excited. After Buzz. Popcorn talk. No, that's After yeah, we're in the weird room today. <laughs> She's excited to spend another hour with me, folks. Can't you tell? I've watched four Star Trek movies in the last couple days, so I have a lot to talk wow. about. Wow. I didn't know there were four. <laughs> There's a lot of Star Trek movies. Fantastic. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you truly are desperate for, I mean, even then, you can find much better things to do with your time. But uh, it's that Happy Go Jackie. Folks, we're going to be back here next Sunday night, though, for the big holiday cliffhanger of Box Office Breakdown. <laughs> Man, guys, wait till you see the twist ending for next week's episode. Well, it's gonna I can't you wait. on the edge of your seat until 2018. The writers are tweeting all about it. Oh, yes. Uh, trust me. It's gonna. It's uh, the twist of the season. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back, though, next Sunday night to break down all the latest happenings. Uh, we'll share about our feelings about Star Wars, The Greatest Showman, Ferdinand, and much, much more. Until then, go see a bunch of movies! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.